Drive Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. We are still in the middle of the very tight uh, restrictions with just uh, a couple of small tweaks uh, before the 18th of May. And then it is a very slow, very gradual return to a new normal. And it seems that social distancing uh, will be with us into uh, the future um, until a vaccine uh, can be found. And that has implications for people working from home or in offices uh, long after the 10th of August. And they've also been saying to us across the week, and that they may have to pause, they may have to go backwards a phase. Um, there is some suggestion they might be able to speed things up um, a little bit and pubs are pushing uh, to be allowed to reopen sooner than August 10th um, and it comes uh, after the government indicated they may be prepared to look at amendments to the Reopening Ireland plan. But This is all dependent on whether pubs can demonstrate that they can enforce and practice social distancing with industry representatives uh, likely uh, to be told this week uh, how it might be done. What do you think? Should pubs be allowed to reopen before the 10th of August? WhatsApp us 086-123-9595. David Hickey, a good friend of the Limerick Today Show from South Pub, and Councillor Gerry O'Dea, who is the Limerick representative uh, from the Vintners Federation uh, of uh, Ireland uh, and uh, indeed uh, has uh, his own pub on Mulgrave Street in Limerick. They both join us on the line now and good morning to you. David, what is your reaction to this announcement and particularly the fact that restaurants and cafes are at the moment in an earlier phase for reopening than pubs? Yes, good morning, Joe. Good morning. Uh, The roadmap announced on Saturday, Joe, is not tenable and will lead to an awful lot of confusion in the hospitality section if it is not addressed. Now, the noise between the, the, the... the restaurants and the public is opening on a different days. It's because we want to play on a level playing pitch. Why should one organisation serving the same drink and food as what we are being allowed to open earlier than we are? So that's all we're looking for is a same the level the level playing pitch. Yeah, the, the fear seems to be that at a certain point in pubs people with drink on them will not socially distance distance appropriately. That is the problem, Joy. It's not a crash we're running because you can't be telling someone to sit here, sit there. There's only four people allowed for every 10 square metres. And for for instance, any type of a small or medium-sized pub, they mustn't be allowed maybe 20 people in. And what happens when a good customer just there every couple of nights a week arrive at the door and you say, we have about 20 or 30 in, sorry, John, you're not allowed in. But isn't that exactly what you're going to be asked to do? That's the whole point. I mean, even if they allow you to open earlier with strict social distancing, it's going to be a completely different world for you, David. Oh, it is, because there's going to be no drinking at the bar counter. There's going to be no serving at the bar counter. There's going to be no standing at the bar counter. Everybody will have to be seated to be served, and the drink will have to be brought out to the tables, and people will have to pay at the table as well. But you'll be expected as well to police that. I mean, if people are not social distancing uh, in your premises, then it will be your responsibility and the responsibility of your staff to insist that they do or leave. 
Yes, it will, it's going to be a whole new world for us. Now, we will have our staff trained for all these new procedures and how to wash your hands every half an hour. And if two people, two more than, no more than two people can go to the toilet at the one time, and then you'll have to spread the toilet again. And when the people leave the table, you have to sanitize as well. And when they arrive at the, at the door, you'll have to have sanitizers. So, I don't know, we don't know, I don't know, Joe, where we're going with this. Do you think Limerick people can be trusted to socially distance with drink on them? That is the problem. You know, everybody gets a bit of excitement when, when they have a couple of drinks in and they start shaking hands with people, which is not allowed now. And, you know, there are so many things. It's, it's mind-boggling, the, the whole thing, this is going to come back. I, I just, I, I find it hard to see that it will work. I know it is going to be open and be back and be, be you know, we can't be downbeat. We have to be upbeat and trying to get the thing working. And we'll do everything in our power to, to see that it works and works well. And as I said, our staff and, and customers, you, you know, you, you have to be safe with those people as well because safety is going to be a big problem now because some people coming into your bar could have the, the corona and, and they're not saying it. And the next thing, if somebody gets it, we're all in trouble. Mm. I mean, a simple example, even in your own place, you know, full of conviviality, is that someone is sitting in one section, socially distanced, and they see an old friend at yeah. another seat, and before yeah. they've even thought about it, they've rushed over and they have the hands on the shoulders and they're leaning in over. I'm sure that's natural stuff in a it pub. It is, it is, yeah, it is. I, I just, I, I, I'm very worried about how this is going to work. Now, we will do everything in our power to make sure it works and do everything we can to make the customer welcome when he comes in. And, you know, he's coming in for a social drink and he, he likes to be sociable and everybody has to be sociable. And, you know, we can only do what we can. Mm. Councillor Jerry O'Dea, what do you make of it all? Morning, Joe. Good morning. Yes, uh, it's, it's, um, we're certainly in uncharted territory, you know, and it's new times. Um, Thankfully, uh, you know, public health is paramount and, and we seem to be getting on top of uh, COVID-19, but uh, we can't rush anything and we have to be very careful how we go. I suppose um, what the Vintners Association um, uh, submitted to government were a list of, of, of guidelines that we could possibly uh, implement. And that's obviously still for discussion because the roadmap, I suppose, has no clear guidelines and ultimately NEFT will decide, you know, based on WHO guidelines. And even the WHO are talking about one metre. Uh, I know in Spain this week they've uh, talked about 1.5 metres and that they're starting with that. So it, I suppose what we're really calling for is, is one of two things. One is from, uh, you know, clarity and, and guidance uh, and clear directive from NEFT and the HSC. And the other thing I suppose we were um, trying to, to, to call for and, and feel very strongly about is that, you know, that um, bars and, uh, and pubs serve more food than, than restaurants in Ireland and also hotels do, uh, do as well. And they were both included in phase five, yet they seem to go for restaurants in phase three. So we're calling very clearly to, just to be treated equally. And we've proven in the past, you know, we were the first to, to implement the lockdown. And we've proven that we can uh, cooperate and that we can make places safe for, for people to return Jerry, to the pub. why do you think there is a reluctance to treat you equally with cafes and restaurants? I suppose a little bit, you know, goes to what David, uh, you know, talked about there is that people, you know, if they have a few drinks, they might get um, get more friendly and forget, you know, barriers might come down. But that could happen equally in restaurants as well as pubs. 
I think, you know, we're, we're responsible people, we're responsible publicans, and the public are responsible people, but they want to be able to go somewhere to socialise. And I, I think post-COVID, you know, everybody is now very mindful uh, of distancing, very respectful of other people's distances. And the fact that, you know, the people said, that, you know, for at the initial stages, we said that, you know, we wouldn't serve at the bar. You know, it would help to break that, that you know, that that attraction, you know, of, of kind of siding up to a, to, to a friend or over a drink and, and respecting other people's space. And, and, and pubs, uh, you know, uh, uh, prove time and time again that they're the safest place to have a drink if you want to have a drink. Uh, and, and, and we feel that, you know, staff will be able to remind people there'll be clear guidance in the pubs, uh, clear directions. And, and many pubs would have a lot of space where they can implement these things, you know. Right. Uh, what, when you look around your own place uh, on Mulgrave Street, do you think about the numbers that you could fit in or how different uh, your pub will look after all of this? Well, it certainly would look very different. We've, we've already kind of done, you know, done tests on, on, uh, and drawings on the ground of, of, of how we would be able to implement it. And I'm fairly confident that we would be implement, able to implement whatever guidelines are, are issued. I suppose the biggest thing to remember is that if pubs can't have uh, a, a, enough clientele, you know, let's say you're, 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 the amount of occupancy is reduced to 35 or 40 percent of what you might normally be allowed, um, that would be unsustainable going forward. But I think as we get on top of the virus and people maintain the social distancing, you know, pubs will slowly be able to reintegrate the, the pub back in and, and people will be able to come and, uh, and join us like they did before. Yeah. I mean, David, uh, viability is a huge issue here, isn't it? I mean, again, when you look around your place, Souths, what do yeah. you think about the numbers? Well, I, I think the numbers are going to be very small. When you look at uh, four people to every 10 square metres, that takes up a lot of uh, a lot of ground, you know. So I would be saying that we could be allowed 30, 40 people into the pub, and I can't see how that could be viable. Pay your staff, pay your licenses, wages, insurance. Then you go back to the the, the banks. You go to pay everybody. I, I I can't see how it's going to be viable, Joe. Yeah. The other point is that this isn't a short term measure. As we reopen, what they're looking at here is the long term future until a vaccine can be found. Yeah, this this could be on hold for uh, another year or a year and a half, maybe even two years. So by the time this comes to to pass, we we probably did, will the pub be there at all? Because will people be afraid to come into pubs as well? Because you know people are people are very it, there's nobody on the streets. They're very compliant at the moment, you know, and people are, are staying at home and they're doing all the right things. And so hopefully that when they do come into the pub, that they'll do the right thing as well. Yeah, I mean, Councillor Jerry O'Dea, you made the point about certainty and knowing where everyone stands. I mean, a perfect yeah. example of that is golf. Apparently golf is going to be allowed uh, from yeah. the 18th of May, but nobody knows if that's a necessary journey from your home to a golf course. That's right, Joe. Uh, I think for David, Joe, that might be a necessary enough journey. Well, see, that, that's exactly the point, isn't it? Because you're so right about that, Jerry. No, I yeah. mean, you know, going back to it, you know, and they, they, they've been very clear about that. And it's really only, I mean, people do have to get out, out and about again. And, and golf is just one of a number of activities. And we would hope that going back to the pub will become one of those activities again. People do yeah. want to socialise. But it's about being clear about the guidelines 
here about the social distancing. And I'd be hopeful, uh, unlike maybe what David said there, I, I would be hopeful that certainly within a year, uh, you know, and in the, in the latter part of this year and into early next year, things with life would resume as normal if a vaccine is found. But before we get to that stage, I suppose really what pubs want to do is be treated like all other hospitality businesses. You know, we, we've made it clear that we can um, set up guidelines uh, and if, if we get directed from the HSC, we, we're in a position to implement those. Yeah, I, I, the other thing is, you know, as a politician and a business person, you know, there is a point at which politicians have to decide, isn't it? I mean, national government on where the health um, instruction is versus the wider economy and the other issues that are involved in running a country. Yeah, I suppose, you know, going on, the government will have to decide and, again, issue guidelines. You know, we're, we're calling for equality in the way they do that. And, and we're hopeful that the ministers uh, have agreed to meet the, 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 the various bodies today or this week coming. And, you know, and when they issue the guidelines, we, we'll, be, we'll do our best and we will be able to implement those guidelines. But, uh, you know, a lot of it goes back to viability. If a pub can't operate, a pub can't operate on a long-term basis with 35 or 40 percent of, of, of its clientele. So we would be hopeful that, you know, over the coming months, things will come back to normal a bit and, and we'll be able to offer the service that we always have offered. And do you believe that there are some pubs who will look at it and say, while these restrictions are in place, even when we are permitted to open again, we simply won't. It may happen. Uh, it may happen that some businesses who would have very, very high rents um, or, or very high lease payments um, or very high mortgages wouldn't be able to sustain the business. And I suppose, what we, again, what we've called on for the government is, again, clarity and how we can reopen, but also a range of business supports. And, and they've been a bit slow in coming forward with that. I know there was a package last week, um, but it's all still a bit vague. And we're calling for, you know, there's no point burdening a, 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 a modern pub owner who's invested in, in, in a um, you know, in a, in a fine establishment serving food and a range of entertainment. He already has large loans. There's no point lumping him with more loans. So we're going to need a, a series of grants to get, you know, pubs back into action and make them viable going forward. And if there is a new... Uh, a new world out there um, where we can't have as many people in the pub, then you'll have to look at things like VAT uh, and the amount of VAT is paid. You know, we were amongst the highest VAT payers in the, in, in the European uh, Union. And, and, you know, we're pressing the government to realise that, you know, you, you can keep milking tourism um, as long as times are good. And then when times are bad, you know, just abandon it. So we're, we're pressing for a range of measures, including grants, VAT and, and tax deferrals, which obviously the tax will be paid eventually, but they have announced that um, there will be a 12-month, um, um, I suppose, moratorium. But again, that's a bill that will have to be paid if the pub wants to remain open. Yeah. You know, and publicans who are committed, many, all of our publicans in, in Limerick are committed to their business. They want it viable going forward, uh, and they want to see a, a range of guidelines from the from the government and the HSC, which will allow us to open along. It's an equal playing pitch along with restaurants. Some pubs, pubs might decide they can't afford to do that, and, and you know that's where the range of Grants will come in, and, but we need and, to make this business viable going forward. And the other thing, David, is obviously you're dealing with your staff, and uh, it's not just about customers. Uh, and then the conviviality, you know, the atmosphere in a pub is one of its big selling points. You're not going to have that atmosphere. I mean, we heard a, a clip on the nine o'clock news there with Gillian of somebody saying, "Oh, well, we won't be able to have DJs because, you, God, you don't want people getting excited." And and you understand the point, but still, yeah. See, the big problem, Joe, is going to be... Uh, yes? 
Yeah, the, the big problem is going to be Holland matches. If they're going to be held behind closed doors, people will want to see them in bars, in televisions, and the, the rugby matches or whatever is on. And the crack then, how are you going to control people then? That's a very good point, you know, when a goal is scored or a try is scored. Yeah, yeah. It's going to, going to be a complete difference. I don't know. The, we, we, we will welcome the opening and we will do our best, very best to, to, to work along with everyone and hope everyone is safe and hope to have a, a nice social time when they come in. Mm. Uh, do you think that ultimately the government will allow pubs to reopen at the same time as cafes and restaurants? <laughs> I think they may, you know, but I think the two metres is, is going to be the big problem in the pub. If, if, if it was down to maybe one metre, it would work a lot better, I think. Yeah. And it seems that if it is going at some stage down to one metre and it's not going to happen soon, it would be on no. the basis that everybody wears masks. Yeah, <laughs> that would be, be awful. You know, I don't, I, inside in the pub, so they wouldn't be able to speak properly or anything. Or take this night. I, I know that wouldn't work, Joe. No, it's complicated stuff. There's no question uh, about it. Well, listen, thank you both very much for joining us. We'll keep a close eye on it. We're interested in what you have to say as well. WhatsApp us, 086-123-9595. Thank you to David Hickey from South's Pub and Councillor Jerry O'Dea of O'Dea's Pub on Mulgrave Street uh, and also Limerick representative for the VFI. Lots more to come. Call Limerick today now on 461995.